What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, because of the Red Zone Radio, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and just about anywhere that you get your podcast. Wow. Um, so it appears as if some of the dust has finally settled um, in terms of these big-time moves. A couple moves were made these past couple days. and um, Something I want to say. So apparently uh, there's a report out there um, that Baker Mayfield uh, basically, uh, according to Albert Breer, um, that the Browns, this is from Catch the Blitz in this report from Albert Breer, the Browns wanted a first round pick for Baker Mayfield. Um, but basically, it's too high. Basically, it's too high of an asking price is what they're saying. And this is what I would say. There is one place where I would... Not not even one place. Because let's be honest, Baker's probably going to get traded to the NFC, right? But when you think about this, it's a first-round pick really too much to ask for Baker Mayfield. I know... People have very, very strong opinions on Baker Mayfield. But just hear me out on this. If you're in the NFC, here's why, if I were a team, maybe the Seahawks, for example, here's why I'd be willing to keep a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. Just hear me out on this. So it would be the ninth overall pick. Okay. Now, you can go... You can certainly go with a quarterback out of this year draft. I happen to think there are some good players in the draft. But based off what scouts are saying, media is saying, um, this isn't the best draft class for quarterbacks. Okay. With Baker Mayfield, supposing you're Pete Carroll, you know what you're getting with Baker Mayfield. Okay? And let's not forget, he I, he's been inconsistent. Okay? But when he's consistent, in the days when he's been good... Not days, sorry. In the in the years, in the two years he has that were very good, those are something to look at. Because if he played those the same way all four years to play those two years, I bet there are a lot of people who want to go first-round pick for Baker. But nonetheless, um, I do understand the concerns with the inconsistency. Okay, but you know you're getting with Baker Mayfield. He has shown signs of being accurate. And people keep talking about, all oh, the NFC West. Look, the NFC West... It's a different division this year. I'm not saying it's not one of the best. It's top three, but it went from being number one to number three, in my opinion. I think it goes AFC West, AFC North, NFC West. Okay? And you look around the division, because let's be honest, if you're the Seahawks, that's what you really have to worry about. In the conference, you'll be fine with Baker. Um, There just aren't a lot of star players in the conference, the last star quarterbacks. You'll be fine with Baker. The question is, is it going to be good enough for in-conference? Okay, so let's think about this. Arizona is still struggling. They We still don't necessarily know what's going on with Kyler Murray. The Rams did sign uh, Allen Robinson, but I, I've, I'm kind of been harping on this because I think it's a bigger deal than people think. They lost uh, 
they have lost Von Miller. They have lost uh, Andrew Worth. Those are two key players on that team. I think they're bigger than people realize. Um, so you're looking at this team. You're looking at their division. In division, it appears that the 49ers are going to go with Trey Lance, who's talented. In a few years, he's going to be a handful. In, in a year or two, he's going to be a handful. But I don't know if watching the if 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 he's ready to play right now, and nobody knows that. So the rest of the division, really, right now, is kind of a toss up. You can uh, listen. You can probably say, okay, the Rams are going to be good. Okay, but outside of the Rams, you guys know I love the Cardinals. But come on, the Cardinals got problems this offseason. So in your division. It's going to be worse. The conference is certainly going to be worse. I mean, look at the look at the stars. Look at the edge rushers. And that's another thing. Even if Arizona, even if Kyler Murray comes back to the division, they lost Chandler Jones. They have to put J.J. Watt on a pitch count. So it's not like their defensive line and their edge game is great in which Baker's not going to be able to necessarily handle it. The worst you're going to have to deal with is probably the Rams front seven and the Buccaneers. Because they are in the conference, but the Rams, because you play them twice a year, even if you lose those two games, and you're like, Baker can't scramble like Russell Wilson, okay. But even if you lose those two games, it's like, is that big of a deal? Look, and the other thing to think about is who, if, if you're the Seahawks, is who are you going to draft with that ninth overall pick? Who are you going to, who are you going to take? And if you say a quarterback, that's fine. And and I have no problem with that because I listen, I I, I happen to think that it's a good quarterback class. But uh the idea that Baker Mayfield is not worth the first round pick, it, it could be true in certain situations. Like for example, if I were the Colts, okay, Let's pretend this is prior to the Matt Ryan trade. If I were the Colts and I were looking at Baker Mayfield, no, I wouldn't get the first round pick because you're in a conference with unbelievable with unbelievable quarterbacks. The thing with the NFC and now really the NFC West, you got good quarterbacks in that division, but your conference isn't that stacked. Your conference is not many good quarterbacks. You can look if if the Seahawks got Baker Mayfield in, they trade a first round pick. I know some people wouldn't like it, but. I don't think it's crazy. I would, I would not think it's crazy. I think given the circumstance, you know where you're getting Baker Mayfield. When he's healthy, he can move. He does have an arm. You got DK Metcalf, um, Doug Baldwin. You've got guys. So uh, I don't think I really don't think it'd be crazy. All right. Um, another thing I want to think about is because. Uh, so the Packers. So look, I did uh, a podcast yesterday. Talked about some of the worst off seasons, and uh, I, I had Packers. Maybe maybe it was a little bit over dramatic, but I had Packers number one. But I kind of thought about this today. I think the Packers are going to be fine, and let me give you my definition of fine. By fine, I mean. I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. Or, let me put it this way. They're going to make it just as far as they did last year. It would not surprise me in the least if on Divisional Round or watching the Packers play. Alright? 
yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't win MVP this year. But you got to think about this. And this isn't anything against Devontae Adams because he's an absolute great receiver. But you got to think about it this way. If the Packers go out and they get um, a Garrett Wilson or a uh, Jameson Williams or a Chris Olave, I know people, you know, say Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust receivers and all that. Okay. Let's think about it this way, though. Aaron Rodgers now, the benefit is that you are. Aaron Rodgers now does not feel like a temporary piece. He's probably going to be there till he retires, given the contract he's assigned. So, for the past two years, in the off seasons, all you had to deal with is is you know drama off the field. I mean, I felt like since the Packers drafted Jordan Love. That whole offseason, which is talk about Aaron Rodgers. And then last year, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't show up to any of the camps or anything. And uh, and it felt like there was just drama with Aaron Rodgers all last offseason. I mean, it felt like you turn on a sports show, that's all I was playing all last offseason post-draft. This way, the beauty of this with the Packers is, if they draft one of these receivers, he's probably not going to be as good as... Uh, Devontae Adams, right? But you look around the conference, it's very similar to the argument I was making for Seattle. you got arguably the best quarterback in conference, if not the best, one of the top two, at the very least, one of the top three in conference, right? So you got one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. You still have one of the best lines, one of the best coaches in the conference. The 49ers who knocked them off last year... And I love the 49ers, and I love the Cardinals. I think those two teams are going to have a rough go at it this year. I think the Rams got worse. And and so this, listen, people, the, the thing with the Packers is, yeah, they got a little worse this year by giving away Devontae Adams and paying out of, just paying a, a you know, a gold mine for Aaron Rodgers. Sure. But... Look around who they're facing. Nobody else got better outside of you can make one argument in the NFC. One. The NFC. Outside of that, which team got better? The Falcons lost Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, outside of Tampa Bay, who is getting better next year in the entire NFC? Because I know we like to say, well, if they want a Super Bowl. Okay, but that's one game. That That is one game. Of the, of the year, and that's even if you make it there. And you never know how you're going to play one night of the year. We don't know what kind of schemes Matt LaFleur come up if they even make the Super Bowl. But the point I'm saying here is this. I don't think the Rams didn't get better. The Bucks pretty much stayed where they're at. We thought they were going to get worse without Tom Brady being there. Um, the Cardinals didn't get better. The Seahawks are going to be out of the question, in my opinion. The 49ers are going to go with Trey Lance. Nothing against them. I think he's super talented. I think he's got a super high ceiling, but I don't necessarily know how much of a factor they're going to be next year. So look, um, you look around, you you look around the conference that the Packers are in. It's like, okay, yeah, they give Devontae Adams. If you can replace him with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, 
He might not be as good, but he can give you what you need to make it to the playoffs. He can give you what you need to make it to the I wouldn't I'm not kidding you right now. I would not be surprised if championship weekend the Packers are playing the Buccaneers. I really don't see I really don't see a team that's that got progressively worse throughout the offseason. I just don't see it, um, especially if you're placing with the receiver. All right, uh, Vikings now. Zedarius Smith has found a home. Um, he's going to the Vikings in division. Look, you know, what's interesting with the Vikings is uh, it feels like they've made a few moves this offseason, but it's been very quiet They've been very under the radar. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to make the playoffs next year. Look, the end. <laughs> nobody looks. People are talking about the AFC West, how stacked it is, and the AFC, and how stacked it is. But one of the things I think we got to realize is these star teams in the NFC, like the Packers. Um, you know the Rams, they might be losing talent. But the good thing, and this is what I kind of just touched on with the Packers, is the good thing is so is everybody else. Now, the Vikings have done a pretty good job this year. Justin Jefferson, and I mean, they, they retain him, but Justin Jefferson, Zadarius Smith, um, they re-signed Kirk Cousins. So they'll be interesting to watch next year. The the uh, Bears and Justin Fields will be interesting to watch next year. I think... Um, Obviously, it's rough for Justin Fields because they just lost Allen Robinson. But what you're going to see, I think, this year in the NFL is the AFC. You're going to see all these teams, like these great teams, like like the AFC West. I am willing to sit here and say today that no team in the AFC West is going to be in the Super Bowl. And there's a reason why I say that. The reason why I say that is because they're going to be just beating up on each other. Now, you can make some argument with the AFC North. But it's going to, in the AFC, a team that's really interesting is the Bills. And I know they've been talented the last few years, but the reason why I say them this year is because they kind of get, you're looking at what the other teams in the AFC are facing, they get a cakewalk. I mean, Belichick twice a year is going to be rough, but outside of that, it's a pretty it's a pretty easy division. I mean, you're looking at Russell Wilson and Patrick Holmes are going to have to duel twice. Uh, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert are going to have to duel twice. Justin Herbert, Patrick Holmes are going to have to duel twice. And now, don't forget about Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and all those weapons. Um, so so the Bills are a team that I think with Josh Allen more rest, signed Von Miller, maybe get. Another weapon in the draft, whatever they plan to do, but man, this is going to be such a great year for the NFL. So over the weekend, LeBron James sets another sets another you know scoring record. I want to talk about this with LeBron James. Is that the funny thing about LeBron? Is he is always um, he's always been I I would argue by most people that follow basketball most people not all but most people have have him as either the second or first best player of all time typically him and MJ get compared 
This is what I'll say about LeBron. So this year, it's questionable or not whether they're going to make the playoffs. I'm probably I'd probably lean no. Some people think they'll still get in. Okay. Um. Can we just make this argument, which is LeBron James throughout his career? I would argue hasn't always made the best basketball decisions. Like, like hasn't always made the best GM decisions. I mean, this roster that he put together with the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, it's full of veteran guys. You look at his Cavaliers roster. Unfortunately, the Cavaliers roster was good, but you you run into a buzzsaw with the Warriors dynasty and Kevin Durant. It's a, it's just just too big of a mountain to climb. Um, but th- what's interesting with LeBron is this, because this is the argument. Typically, let's just be honest about this. If it wasn't for the championships, I think we can all agree that this argument would be a lot tighter than people. Like, like even MJ diehards would admit, okay, this argument's a lot tighter now. And I don't think, I think LeBron is at the point of his career where he's just, he's simply not going to get to six. But I think if he can get to five championships, that gap, six to five versus six to four, looks a lot different. I think we can all agree on that. The championship gap between six rings and five rings versus six rings and four rings is a lot different. And you look at LeBron, you look at where he is with the roster, he's not going to win it this year. So is he going to have to move off from Los Angeles if he wants to win another one? Yes. And again, this is going to come down to, if you're LeBron, what is more important to you? Here's, here's an important question he's got to ask himself. Are you content with what you have accomplished in your career? Because if so, <laughs> stay at Los Angeles another year, stack the points, stack the stats, Call it a day. Call it a career after next year. But if not, and he really wants that one more, he really wants that other championship to get him to five, then we all know what he's got to do. He's got to move teams. Now, where? That's a good question. Who's going to take him on with the contract? You know, that that's a different question. But I think it's pretty clear. LeBron cannot win a championship in L.A. Because the window, it's so short. He's getting older. He's racing against Father Time. And he's done a pretty good job thus far in his career. But eventually, it's going to wear on him. Eventually, it's, eventually you're going to see the effects of it. Damian Lillard also um, is out. Now, that's another option I, I was thinking about. See, Damian Lillard will not leave Portland. I talked about that last, last year. He's not leaving Portland. But I think a way you can... Not this year, but next year, into the summer, into next fall. A way that you can kind of salvage this roster. You keep Anthony Davis, you bring in Damian Lillard. Look, I know it's not... I I, I know that this roster on paper doesn't look terrible. It actually looks pretty good. But you think of of the problems they've had to deal with this year. 
the the problem with the Lakers this year was was a pretty simple one, and that's simply the fact that nobody could stay on the floor for them. Anthony Davis gets hurt. LeBron James is getting older. You need someone that can give you minutes, but that's a stud. That's Damian Lillard to me. That's Damian Lillard. You also got to think about this. You're in a conference. You are in a conference with Luka. You're in a conference with uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. You need guys that can shoot. You need guys like Damian Lillard uh, that can pull up from half court when he's feeling it and turn it on. And Damian Lillard can do that. So, uh, as far as the future goes with this team, they're either going to have to bring in Dame Lillard, LeBron's going to have to be content with what he's accomplished and pad the stats, or he's going to have to move on if he wants another championship, in my opinion. But, um, look, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And uh, one more thing before we go. It's a Bible verse. It comes from John 8, verse 12. So Jesus, it says, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Listen, let me ask you a question. When you are in this life <laughs> and you're going around, do you really believe if you're if you're one of these people that say I don't believe in God? You know, Ray Comfort has a great bit on this, not bit, but he says, Do you really believe the scientific possibility the the scientific possibility, um, impossibility I guess, that nothing create everything that's impossible that's scientifically impossible so there was a creator you look around you can see the work of the creator you can see the way we're designed you can see there's a designer of this universe it's God the problem is I'm sure we've all heard the story of Adam and Eve right God says the first two people on the earth you can eat from any tree you want except for this one and Satan talks them into that one because it's free will we all have free will that's a gift that God gives us is free will we choose to follow him or not of course they chose not to follow him and because of that we all have sin in our hearts and we all have sin we've looked we've looked with lust we've uh you know people have murdered people uh use God's name in vain just evil stuff evil sinful stuff because in our nature because we are sinful. And um, and when you have these sins and you pair before God on Judgment Day, you're going to either be innocent or guilty, right? Well, if you have those sins, you could be guilty, no matter how much good stuff you did, because that won't work in a court of law. If you broke the law and you went up to the judge and you said, oh, I know I, uh, I, know I murdered this person, but... I uh, did this, this, and this, and gave this to the poor. It doesn't, that's got nothing to do with it. But, what he did do is he said, uh, he said, I'm going to go down in human form, and that's when he came down in the form of Jesus Christ, God in human person. And when he died on the cross, people have heard 
of the cross, but I don't think they really understand the implications of what it means for them. What it means for you is that you can walk on Judgment Day. You can be free of your sin because Jesus paid the fine for you. You just got to do two things. Very simple. Repent, turn from your sin, confess your sin before God, and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Ray Comfort has a great way of putting this. He's a parachute. He said, you don't jump off and trust in yourself. You're trying to, you're 10,000 feet up in the air. You're jumping off a plane. You're trying to flap your arms and save yourself. You can't do it. But, you put faith in the Savior who is Jesus Christ. You put your faith in him. He's just like a parachute. He's going to let you land safely. Jesus is going to let you die uh, and, and appear for God. And your fine will be paid. You don't want to, you don't want to appear for God without your sin. If you die in your sins, you have his promise that you will be damned for eternity. And I don't want that to happen to you if you're listening to this. I care about you. I don't want that to happen to you. I know you have some sort of care about me because you listen to this podcast, which I appreciate. But I care about you. And um, I don't want you to go to hell. So it's very simple. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the good shepherd. Basically, all these illustrations he's the, is, is him saying, put your faith in me and you repent of your sins. I will save you, but you have to do it. If you have any questions about this, two things I encourage you to check out. Crossexamine.org, or you can type in Crossexamine on YouTube. They got great stuff. If you have any questions about God, you can go to Living Waters on YouTube. That's Ray Comfort, the guy I was just talking about. I'm sure he will help you out. And if you have any questions, feel perfectly free to DM me. Um, feel free to DM me at RedZone underscore radio. If you have any questions in this, uh, I'll be happy to help you pray for you. Um, one thing before we go, I'd just like to say a quick prayer. Dear Father, I ask that you touch this person's heart. I ask that you convict them of their sin and you help them to know you. Maybe they've been running away from you. Maybe they never understood the implications of the cross, but now that they know, please help them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you are still listening, I greatly appreciate it. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone. Radio. Have a great day and God bless everybody.